الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اصحابي كالنجوم فبايهم اقتديتم اهتديتم او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسوسيتي العلماء الكرام برادرز اند ايلدرز dua is something that we have been emphasized upon that we should be daily asking allah taala but then a particular dua is such that we have to ask this dua daily and many many times daily that is the dua that allah taala has granted us in surah al-fatiha Surah Al-Fatiha is something that we recite in every rakat of every salah. Without Surah Al-Fatiha our salah won't be complete. And without this dua in Surah Al-Fatiha Surah Al-Fatiha won't be complete. So every day every rakat that we perform we are reciting Surah Al-Fatiha and begging Allah tabaraka wa taala ihdina as-sirat al-mustaqim. Ya Allah guide us to the straight path. This dua for hidayah. This is a dua which we are asking Allah Taala numerous times daily. So the whole Surah Al-Fatiha is this dua actually, where it starts off with the praises of Allah Tabarak wa Taala, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawm Al-Din. That all praise is due to Allah Tabarak wa Taala. who is the rabb of the universe who is the most beneficent most merciful the master of the day of judgment and then we express our complete servitude to allah taala iyyaka na'bud ya allah you alone do we seek you alone do we worship allah taala created us he is sustaining us allah taala is the creator of the entire universe everything happens by his will nothing is out of his control and everything we have from him is from him alone so why should we ever worship anyone but him why should there ever be any allegiance to anyone but him any loyalty to anyone but him so we do not worship anyone or anything we do not worship any cow any tree any idol and we don't even worship our own desires and ego as in the quran sharif allah taala says afaraita man ittakhadha ilahahu hawa have you seen that person who has made his desires his deity whatever comes in his heart and mind whatever he wants to do he does whether allah taala is pleased with that or not doesn't matter to him i want to do something i must do it So in this ayat of the Quran Sharif in Surah Al-Fatiha every day every rakat we are reminding ourselves that we are not to even worship our own desires worship our ego nothing 
So then it is only right that we beg from Allah alone. That we ask Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah Ta'ala is the creator and sustainer of every insan and the controller of his heart also. So we turn to Allah Ta'ala. So, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُهُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ And then comes this dua that we make daily, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِينَ Allah guide us to the straight path. Now in this surah is thereafter, the explanation or rather the expansion of this dua which is the explanation of the state path Allah guide us to the state path the simple way of then expanding that would have been sirat al-qur'ani wa rasul Allah guide us to the state path which is the path of the Quran and the path of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and this is the reality the straight path is the path of the Quran Sharif and the path of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Shifting out of this line, one breadth also, one the extent of one hair's breadth, that too will lead to deviation. So this is the simple way in which this could have been expressed. But Allah Taala, who is the Creator, and Allah Taala's kalam is the King of all kalam. Allah Taala expands it for us in a way that gives us direction to Qiyamah that the straight path Sirat al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim Ya Allah the path of those whom you have favored the path of certain people now the people that Allah Ta'ala is giving this direction towards in another ayat Allah Ta'ala gives the explanation of who these people are that al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim the same word Sirat al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim Another ayat Allah Ta'ala says Al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim Minan nabiyyin Was-siddiqeen Was-shuhada Was-salihin There's four categories The first category Were the Anbiya alayhi Salatu wasalam They were the personalities Who received divine revelation Directly guided by Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala And the last and final messenger Was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Nobody to come thereafter but then this hidayat had to continue. No Nabi to come after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but hidayat had to continue till Qiyamah. So Allah Ta'ala says, thereafter, minan nabiyyin was siddiqeen. That there will be the group of personalities in the ummah throughout time, till Qiyamah, who will be the siddiqeen, those who have that true allegiance to Allah Ta'ala, that depth in the knowledge of deen, that true understanding of the Quran and Sunnah, that complete adherence to the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Siddiqeen and the Shuhada, the Salihin, the righteous and the pious. So till Qiyamah, these people will be present, and we are asking in every rakat of every salah, Ya Allah, guide us to the way of these personalities. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He already laid the foundation for this. Once somebody came to him and he said, Iqtadu bil min ba'di, Abi Bakrin wa Umar. 
that the day I am not around, then you follow the two people that are after me. Who? Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhuma. That there will be this continuation. And after Rasulullah has left the dunya, then these are the people that you now turn to for guidance. But they are not going to remain forever also. So, tamassaku bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafai rashidin al-mahdiyin. Nabi Islam then broadened it. Then hold firmly onto my way of life and my path and the path of my rightly guided khulafa. But then the khulafa also won't remain forever. So, iqtadu, Nabi Islam then said, ashabi kan nujum. All my sahaba are like guiding stars. And whoever you will follow, you will be rightly guided. So all the sahaba kiram Nabi Islam endorsed them as being guides. And this guidance that the sahaba gave, then this continued till will continue till qiyamah. And anybody who wants to be rightly guided, if he tries to bypass this system, this natural system, the natural system is that Allah Taala always sent Kitabullah, the book of Allah Taala. And the natural system is that the book always came with the teacher. And this is a system in every field of life. If a person says that I have studied 1000 books on medicine. Fine, you studied 1000 books of medicine, where did you graduate from? Who did you learn from? He says, no, I didn't go to any university, any medical school. I studied on my own, self-study. 1000 books. Most people might have not even studied 100. I studied 1000. But nobody will take a chance. This fellow is a fly-by-night. He might have studied thousand books, but he didn't learn from a tutor, from a teacher who learned from his teacher, who went all the way up. And this person is not to be taken. Don't take chances with him. Somebody says, I'm an engineer. How? Where you graduated from? No, no, I studied via Google. And I have learned in depth. I've read more articles on engineering than any engineer around. So he says, but you are not qualified. You haven't gone through the system. You haven't learned from a teacher. So since you haven't learned from a teacher, your self-study is not something that we can rely on. Your self-study is dangerous. If we use you to construct a building, that building might become our grave. Can't take a chance with you. So in any field in life, nobody takes a chance with self-study or relies upon somebody who has learned via self-study. You always look at where is this person, where is his chain and link? Who are his teachers, where he graduated from, who endorsed him? So when these are the natural things that we look at in terms of our day-to-day life, whereas these are things that are minor in comparison to deen, which is going to affect our everlasting life. It affects our life in dunya also, it affects our everlasting life in the akhirat. And now if we rely on somebody who has studied on his own, somebody who is writing a book due to self-study, and whatever comes now because it's presented in a very eloquent way, very nicely presented, very well expressed, and it just carries the reader away so it must be right. And because it's got Quran ayats quoted from beginning to end so it must be right. Then we are playing with Iman. Then we are putting our Iman in jeopardy. And this is the reason why Nabi Wasallam emphasize this link with the sahaba ikram and then this will continue right in the time of the sahaba ikram already this became apparent that anybody who tried to bypass them they 
we're going on to the path of deviation. Once in the time of the Sahaba, there was a battle and one person ran into the thick of the enemy line and very bravely engaged the enemy but then he got martyred also. So now on the turn somebody quoted an ayat against what he had just done. Now to quote an ayat, anybody quotes an ayat, but is it the correct quotation, meaning in the right place? Is he quoting it in the right context? Is he taking the right meaning out of it? So he just quoted an ayat, وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ مِلَا Don't throw yourself into destruction. Now look at this fellow. He ran into the thick of the enemy line. Abu Ayyub Ansari was present. He said, just hold on. You don't know what you are talking. Now this person quoted an ayat. He said, you don't know what you are talking about. This ayat was revealed about us, about the Ansar. That when after having given everything of our time and our wealth and everything in the assistance of deen and we neglected our farms and gardens and orchards and after some time now Islam became strengthened so we thought that let us just now take some time off to attend to our farms and orchards after all so long we have been engaged with Nabi Wasallam, and now the numbers have grown Islam has strengthened because they were of a very high caliber of people this little thought in the minds of some of them Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat don't throw yourself into destruction this thought of yours that to now divert your attention towards your dunya and not be as directly committed in the effort with Rasulullah this is your destruction now the right meaning of the ayat the sahaba knew but the one who decided to do his own thing he went in a different direction completely the opposite what was not the meaning, he is now applying the ayat to that. One person was traveling in a plane and he happened to be seated next to somebody who was very eloquent in Arabic. And now eventually when the time came when the meals were being dished out, so it was known beforehand this airline doesn't cater for halal. Any case, this meal was dished out, some meat, whatever it was in that, this person opened it and started eating. So the person seated next to him told him that how come you eating this, this is not halal. So who said it's not halal? See, the Quran Sharif says it's halal. The Quran Sharif says it's halal. This airline says they don't cater for halal. The Quran Sharif says how? So he read the ayat. He quoted an ayat. Whatever you take the name of Allah Ta'ala on, eat out of it. So when I opened this food, I said, Bismillah, I took the name of Allah Ta'ala. It's halal for me. So in other words, if that animal died its own death, some disbeliever slotted it whoever slotted it whatever happens some idol worshipper slotted it all be halal then all you must do is recite bismillah now this is the totally corrupted interpretation he gave to this ayat whereas what the ayat means is that animal which was slotted correctly with the name of Allah Ta'ala you eat out of that animal don't eat out of an animal halal that animal might be a goat or a sheep but it was not slotted with the name of Allah Ta'ala, don't eat out of it. Now he extended it to what? Anything you read Bismillah is halal. So Allah forbid what not will become halal for him. But where did this deviation come from? That he decided to do his own thing. That because he was very fluent in Arabic, MashaAllah Arabic is a language of Jannat. The language of the Quran Sharif. But fluency in Arabic doesn't mean a person has the license to now do his own interpretation and distortion of the Quran Sharif. 
So this is something that will always continue in this manner. Imam Mujahid Rahmatullah the student of Abdullah bin Abbas he says and Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah quotes this in Bukhari Sharif giving us this message and he says نَقْتَدِي بِمَنْ قَبْلَنَا وَيَقْتَدِي بِنَا مَنْ بَعْدَنَا that we will follow those who were before us meaning the Sahaba because he is a student of the Sahabi, he is a Tabi'i we will follow the Sahaba the people who come after us will follow us they won't jump over because we learnt it from the Sahaba we will convey it to them those who got it correctly and who understood it properly from their teachers they will pass it on to their students and this unbroken chain will continue till Qiyamah and this will be the only reliable chain in the Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says a time will come <coughs> when my Ummah will split into 73 sects and groups Kulluhum finnar illa wahida every one of them will be towards Jahannam one will be in Jannat the Sahaba inquired who are these Nabi Salaam said ma ana alayhi wa ashabi that group who is on that path which I am on and my Sahaba on so this will be that link until Qiyabat that link will continue and a person who tries to bypass his link Ibrahim Nakhai Rahimahullah who Bukhari Sharif is filled with his narrations so he states that when people would come to seek knowledge from anybody now they would go to seek knowledge because they heard about somebody being knowledgeable they would travel long distances one month away on horseback and camelback because they heard somebody has knowledge but when they went there first thing what they did was nazaru ila samtihi wa ila salatihi wa ila halihi summa akhadu anhu they looked at him what is his conduct is he somebody adhering to sunnah they looked at his salah is he performing his salah in a proper way or is he somebody who doesn't even perform his salah and says no I am very knowledgeable they looked at his general condition in deen before they took knowledge from him now they heard about the person being knowledgeable but they didn't just dive into it and because he's somebody that seems to be very well versed so that's good enough is he somebody adhering to shariat himself or somebody who is now decked from head to toe like a western person and he's quoting hadith sharif what hadith are you going to learn from him he's somebody who's sitting in a suit and tie and he's teaching tafsir who somebody doesn't resemble Nabi Wasallam in any way and he's teaching sunnah what seerat he's going to teach so the first thing is that to be linking ourselves to that correct link and this is a natural system Allah Ta'ala has placed in every field in life and we don't take chances with our physical self we don't take chances with our deen also we refer to those whom Allah Ta'ala has blessed with that true knowledge who themselves gain that knowledge from correct people and through this unbroken chain up to Rasulullah in this way inshallah our iman will be safeguarded in the short life that we have we have to get safely to the akhirat this will be the means to get safely to the akhirat Allah wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq wa akhirat awana alhamdulillah